Hey, welcome back to Best Practice TV and Ask Best Practice and our new episodes in 2021 of moving through and helping you with your career growth, with your business growth, with strategic planning. In this session, we're going to be talking about how to help you measure your success in 2021. I'm going to be talking through my top tips to help you move towards that success progression. We're in February 2021 right now as we record this live and you might have dropped the ball on your New Year's resolutions and you might have dropped the ball on your goals. So let's get back on track with your goals and with what you want to achieve personally and I'm going to give you six tips. We'll work through those six tips to help you make those goals stick in 2021. I want to see you get through 2021 and look back and see that you've actually achieved those goals you set out for yourself and and or you're a long way along the pathway to achieving them. So I'm going to help you with that in this episode. So if you are somebody who wants to know some really simple strategies to help you achieve those goals that you've set for yourself, they might be big, hairy, audacious goals, but we're going to help you with some strategies today in terms of achieving that. So my name's Kobe Simmett. I'm the CEO here at Best Practice. I've cracked the the code myself on how to actually get my success grow my business, grow my financial reserves, have a better life, uh, have the suitable intermingling of work and life. So we achieve that work balance, work-life balance that we're all looking for. Um, as always, we do these live streams weekly and it's good to have you guys watching either now live or afterwards you're watching the recording. Uh, it's good to know where you are watching from. So if you are watching, we're live on LinkedIn, we are live on YouTube and let me know uh, where you are watching from. So you've got comments there on LinkedIn and or comments on YouTube. It's really exciting for me. What's your hometown or your home city? Where in the world are you right now as you're watching this? I find that really interesting to uh, to read where everyone's coming for, coming in from from around the world. So if you are coming on live and you are watching live on LinkedIn. Today, we're talking about how to actually help those goals stick, how to measure success in 2021. So, um, hey, Cam, good to have you on live. Good for you guys there. Good to see you guys live there on YouTube as well. So let's get into it. I've got six tips um, to help you measure your success, uh, to help you achieve that success, to help you achieve those goals that you've kind of set for yourself in 2021 or at any time. These are these are interchangeable. doesn't matter what year it is. We can work through them. In terms of measuring your success, um, you know, th- there's lots of kind of airy-fairy and fluffy strategies that you can kind of, you know, picture yourself doing something. You can visualize it. Um, I know that sounds funny, but I actually kind of do that by, you know, from a raw talent perspective. I don't necessarily have to force myself to do that. When I set myself a goal, I kind of, I can kind of picture it happening and then it comes to fruition. And it's probably more that I picture something and then I go away and I make that into a goal and I work towards it. And so I can kind of see myself doing something and I go, wow, that's pretty amazing. Uh, and then it, then it kind of manifests itself. So I do think there's some value in closing your eyes and trying to picture yourself achieving that goal, being the person that you want to be or doing the thing that you want to do or having the, you know, the car or the house or the, or the family or whatever that might be that you've set for yourself. So in terms of measuring your success, I think one of the, the hard things is, well, how do we actually know that we're getting, we're getting towards that? Um, without sounding too cliche, uh, gratitude, practicing gratitude uh, is an important step and, and kind of getting up in the morning and saying, well, hey, what have I got today? What am I grateful for? What have I actually, what have I accumulated so far? What have I got? I've got somewhere to sleep. I've got, I've got food to eat. I've got, you know, I've got a great job or I've got people around me or I've got the access to knowledge. I've got access to the internet. I've got access to the answers. And actually recognizing that that you kind of 
you've got those things at your disposal, it's it's very easy to kind of get caught up in, well, I haven't got this thing yet or someone else has got it and I want it. That's jealousy. Jealousy is not really going to serve you very well. So in terms of measuring success, you could start with, you know, the numbers of minutes or the numbers of days per week that you get up and kind of acknowledge and notice the things that you have got access to and the things that you have got in your life, whether those are intangible things or whether they're tangible things in your life. That's the first step towards success and recognizing that. I went for a walk yesterday. I did a 10-kilometer walk. took me two hours right in the middle of the day. And I couldn't help but go, you know, wow, this is an absolute, you know, I've got a lovely area that I go hiking um, in the middle of the day. And I do it a couple, I do that hiking trail a couple of times a week. And for me, I was like, wow, this is amazing. Like, this is such an incredible asset that we've got available. And I was so grateful for the fact that I could do it in the middle of the day. I kind of got most of my, excuse me, got most of my work done by midday yesterday. And then I went for a two hour walk, which really set me up for a late, uh, you know, a late night last night of meetings. So I kind of had my break in the middle of the day and, and I had that kind of work life balance yesterday. And I'm really grateful for that. So those are the kind of ways that you can kind of track your progression towards, um, you know, to, towards your success. One thing that came to mind yesterday while I was on my walk was like, I kind of don't need anything else. I don't need cars or big houses or lots of money to actually kind of go for a walk. And I was enjoying myself while I was out for a walk. And look, I get that you need those things to live. But yesterday I was like, well, this kind of activity that I really enjoy, I actually don't need lots of money to be able to enjoy this activity. So I think that's something that um, if you aren't getting out and doing exercise in, you know, outdoors, then that is something that's kind of uh, I would I would highly encourage and highly recommend. So let me know where you are watching from. I think we've missed a few live streams recently. Hey, Ash, uh, good to have you on. Hey, Jerry, um, Warrington, Northwest England. Uh, hey, Jerry, good to have you on. And I apologise for my uh, misstatement in the last session, Jerry. Uh, the net promoter score, yes, we'll probably send you a survey at the end of the session. So Vanessa is going to email you. Um, some details, but yes, you can either you can kind of download and do Net Promoter Score with Survey Monkey free, uh, and or um, uh, and yes, we will probably send you a survey. So I misinterpreted your question right at the end of that last session. So um, I hope I'm talking to the right person. Um, so uh, yeah, let me know where you are watching from if you are coming in live. Okay, I'm going to get now to my six tips to help you progress towards measuring your success and being successful in your life, and we're going to start with double your productivity. How can you double your productivity? How can you double the amount of things that you are doing? How can you get towards that? So really, it's a rhetorical question. I ask myself that question every single Sunday. I get to Sunday, I plan my week, and I think I, I say write up the plan for the week. I think about how I can double my productivity. One recent thing that I've noticed is I get involved in lots of meetings. What I've asked is for those meetings to be drop down to half of what they previously were. So if they were an hour, drop them down to half an hour. And I've also asked to have those meetings start and finish on time. So anyone that's coming into a meeting with me or I'm joining a meeting, I'm going to be starting and finishing those meetings on time. So there's kind of no like, you know, out of focus components between the two things. And then the, the third thing I've asked for is, prepa is preparation. I heard in a session that I was listening to yesterday, if you have got a mentor, and someone's giving you some mentoring, and that's definitely going to be a way to help you to increase your productivity, is going and finding someone who's kind of already there. They are kind of where you want to be, like in terms of maybe it's successful in a particular position in your career. Maybe they've got assets, like assets that you want to buy or own. Um, they are a person that 
is kind of where you want to be. And there's not many people on the planet that, that you know, you know, it's rare for us to dream of something that's completely different to something that something's or something that someone has already done. And so if you can get some mentoring time with one of those people, they're going to help to show you how to double your productivity. But more importantly, what I heard yesterday was a metric in terms of preparation. For every hour that you spend with a mentor, it's important to allocate 10 hours, part of the 10 hours for preparation and part of the 10 hours making plans and implementing the advice that they have given you. So that's going to help you to double your productivity. So my answer to the question is, is kind of point number two, which is, so the first one is a rhetorical question. How can you double your productivity? Point number two of our six points that we're going through today is to simplify your life. And I know that sounds really complicated, but if you think about yesterday and you think about the day before yesterday and you think about the day before that, so think about the last seven days of your life did you do anything that you could stop doing? Like it's kind of really, yeah, you might have had some chill out time or you might have stopped or you needed a rest or a break. Um, you might have, you know, you know, if you've got health goals, maybe you ate something you shouldn't have eaten and you may, may be feeling regret right now. How can you plan to not actually do that in the future? So simplifying your life is about what can you stop doing? So to be able to do more and be more successful a lot of what successful people do, and, and if I put myself in that category, I've achieved a fair level of success in my life, is actually constantly looking at what I'm not doing and what I don't do. And so some people will just have raw talent for that, where they just kind of don't even notice. They don't physically or concisely decide to stop doing something. They kind of just move away from it. And so, But that is a question for you in terms of actually accelerating your path towards what you would measure as success in your life in terms of things that you want to do is what can you stop doing? So maybe it's stop talking to people that are toxic and negative. Maybe it's stop, you know, maybe it's stop watching pointless television or stop listening to the news. I don't listen to any news in my life. I don't watch any free-to-wear television in my life. I don't have room for that. That part of my, that those activities don't give me any ingredients like the inputs that I need for my goals and my success. Sitting and watching television, like random free-to-air television that a producer chooses what they're going to serve me, doesn't help me have quality time with my family. It doesn't help me understand how to make more money out of investments or how to be a better teacher for you guys or how to broadcast on YouTube or how to do the things that we're doing. So I, I stopped doing that. Uh, I don't listen to the news. I don't listen to those sort of broader public announcements because they are very clickbaity. Like the, the current media, public media marketplace is all about selling advertising revenue and making revenue from advertising. And so they do things that kind of suck you in. They're not necessarily there to help you. Of course, you need the public community announcements to come up from time to time. But so that's something I stopped doing. Um, when I'm driving a car, I drive typically in silence or I listen to some quiet, easygoing music off a Spotify playlist. So that is something that I stopped doing and then I will stop doing other things. So I, what can I delegate to people? So when it's stop doing something, it's also, it's also about delegation. So don't get me wrong, I love looking after my house but, and I love mowing my lawns, but I stopped mowing my lawns and I now pay someone to mow my lawn. Uh, it's far more cost effective. I can spend more time with you, educating you and empowering you. Yes, I do enjoy you know, looking after my garden on my house and mowing my lawn, but somebody helps me with that. 
uh, cleaning our house. Um, uh, it's kind of not the best use of my time, although I'm happy to do it and I love doing it. I love having a nice clean house. I pay somebody and she loves coming. We have a housekeeper. She loves coming to our house and she loves looking after our house. She loves my son. She loves Scupper the dog. And so in terms of stopping doing things, that gives me more time to do the reading and the study and the creative work that I need to do for you know my life's vision, which is to help your organizations to be better places to work, great places to buy from with great customer experiences and uh, and great investments and and also the investments that that I'm making as well. So um, hey Dennis, um, uh, that one thing then repeat. That's exactly right. So Dennis, uh, good point there on uh, on LinkedIn. So um, yes, excellent, Jerry. I got the right person. Perfect. Um, and Rebecca, good to have you on board from Newcastle in Australia. Jerry in in uh, Northwest England. Um, Dennis, maybe let me know where you are watching from. We're, we're getting a bit of a sense of where every, everybody is around the world. I've got a dashboard up here on my left. There's a big TV up on the wall in our studio and I've got the YouTube comments and the LinkedIn comments. So if you have got a question, please hit me with a question and, and that's uh, where you're going to get the most out of me in terms of um, um, I can help you with those questions. Okay, point number three, I'm going through six tips on how to be, how to measure your success and how to be more successful and how to make your goals stick in 2021. Number three is personal planning. It matters where you are going. And, and it, it, if you, if you know, it's kind of, you can think about Sunday and you're going to kill some time so you go for a Sunday drive. Well, it kind of makes a bit more sense to set a destination or you kind of, you don't know where to turn. You don't know what road to take, if you haven't kind of set a plan or a destination and that destination is about, you know, desirable activity, maybe you're going to go out for lunch, maybe you're going to go and do look for some scenery. Um, so if you kind of haven't done that, are you just randomly exploring to see what you can find? But even then you're going to say, well, I'm going to go randomly exploring to see what I can find, like what's down the end of this road. But it, is, it does matter where you are going. And if you can spend a little bit of time to actually say, hey, I want to go there or I want to be here or this is you know, set your intention in terms of how you want to feel. So even if it's not a specific destination, it's actually a goal of how you, you intend, you know, what feelings you want to elicit. So you can either act aimlessly in your life and just experience the emotions of reactivity or you can be proactive. But it does matter where you are going. So every, um, every year I kind of, you know, I constantly update on a quarterly basis my personal goals and our business plan and our business goals here at Best Practice. But at the same time, I sit down every Sunday and I write my plan for the week. I have somebody assisting me. I have an executive assistant, Caitlin. She helps me with my calendar and helps me with all of the meetings. Um, but we, I make sure that plan's in place for the week and then we slot the other components in. So it does matter where you're going. And so practicing personal planning and kind of planning out the steps, get some advice. If you kind of don't know what the steps are, then reach out to someone who's done it before. Maybe you could jump on LinkedIn and do a search. Maybe jump on the internet and do a search or talk to the people around you that have done things and then that can give you, um, that can give you some assistance. Okay, nothing on the dashboard right now. Let's go to point number four, improving your family and personal life and those relationships that you have is gonna help you measure your success. It's the support frameworks around you um, it's kind of like, don't focus too much on the toxic side of it, but definitely having support from people around you and partners around you. If you're single, it's super important to be choosing someone who's going to support you and help you to grow, not necessarily hold you back. And, and while it might be hard to get out of relationships, but for the younger people watching this, that's a really important component is that 
you know, the sum of the parts is greater, the in, greater than the individual parts. So if you are, you know, if you are getting into a relationship or embarking on a relationship or looking for a relationship, looking for somebody who, you know, speaks your love language and you speak their love language. If you haven't read Gary Chapman's book, The Five Love Languages, I would recommend that you do that. Um, but that's a, But having that family support becomes a turbocharger and an accelerator towards your goals and associating yourself. You become the average of the people that you hang out with. So it is important. If you hang out with a messy person, it's going to be really hard to be tidy. So if you do like to be tidy, hang out with tidy people and they're going to encourage you and spur you on. Okay. Um, but also, obviously, if you've got children, I'm a dad, um, spending quality time. And when I spend quality time that's not distracted with social media or other outlets, um, then I do, you know, I do feel better about what is going on. Okay, and that's going to help me measure my success. Okay, um, point number five is finances and setting a budget. If you've got fixed weekly income from a job, then it's important to be making sure that you are investing a percentage of your income in yourself, starting with personal professional development. Like the library that's behind me, these are not props. These, this is my library. These are the books that I read that helped accelerate me. They're the answers to big problems. They're business books, they're development books, they're personal development books, and I can implement the strategies that the people talk about in those books. They've, In a lot of cases, they've tested them and proven them. The book is talking about why they work and giving you guidance on how to implement. I take this advice from all of these mentors and I implement it, and that propels me forward much, much faster than if I'm not doing that. So the first thing we want to be doing if we've got fixed income is we want to be focusing on, uh, we want to be focusing on helping ourselves and investing in ourselves. Then we can start to think about and learn about investments. Over here in this part of the library in the corner, there's a big stack of about 20 books on mergers and acquisitions. I want to start buying more businesses and start growing our business through acquisition. So I've got a whole bunch of books. Some of them are good quality. Some of them are rubbish. But I'm going through and I can see that and I can I can pick out the good advice and I can start to sense what's good advice and what's not good advice because I've done all this other work on my flywheel, on my 20-mile march every day uh, about how I can, um, you know, I've learned to read these books and assess quality. Now I can actually find the quality books uh, from mergers and acquisitions. And I'm doing that study, that initial investment. I've probably spent $1,000 in the last couple of months on mergers and acquisitions books because I want to become a master. I'm doing deliberate practice in that particular place. So around finances and budget, first thing you want to be doing is investing in yourself. Don't invest in a cryptocurrency right now because the market is retracing. Um, it will go to the bottom and, you know, you buy at the bottom and then you sell at the top. So we want to be looking at that. But the best investment you could be making right now um, is in yourself. Fast money comes later. Slow money comes first. And so it, 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 it's wise advice to listen to. I know it's hard in the beginning because you're kind of a bit impatient and you want to make money really quickly. But you want to actually start to look at your money-making rate or your cash flow rate. And you want to have that being sustainable over a long period of time. So those of you looking for a quick buck, if you set up a process to make a quick buck, you're going to be making those quick bucks for the rest of your life because you're kind of not just going to get to a point and stop. I, if I could just make a million dollars really quickly, I'll be happy and then I'll stop. No, you're going to keep making millions of dollars. So figure out the process to sustainably make millions of dollars, not just, oh, it'd be great if I had a million dollars. You know, think about what you would do with a million dollars right now. If you had a million dollars in your bank account, think about what you would do right now. Now, the, the risk is that you would spend it on stuff. You would buy a car, go on a holiday, that kind of stuff. 
that you want to invest that money so that money makes money. So what you want to be trying to do is take your fixed income that you're earning every week and try to actually make that money, a part of that money, keep working for itself. That's how you're going to relax down the track and maybe go do something that's meaningful. So a budget's really important. Now, I just want to give you my final tip on finances before we move on to measure success and help you with that is stop saying that's too expensive. Too expensive compared to what? Change the phrase to that's a lot of money because I hear people say all the time, oh, that's expensive, that's expensive. I'm like, expensive compared to what? If you're comparing two prices, well, then is one cheaper and one more expensive? So the, the correct phrase is that's more expensive, not that's expensive because you're just going, in your context, that's a lot of money. So I don't use that statement. That statement doesn't exist in my vocabulary. My statement is that's more expensive. And then I'm comparing it to something else because it's something that I want or something that I need. So the correct statement is not that's expensive or I can't afford that. It's how can I afford that? How can you make money or earn more money or pay for it differently to afford those things that you're looking to buy or afford the investments that you'd like to make? So can you have investments that throw off income? So it's not that's expensive. The, the correct phrase is that's more expensive because then it's asking you to compare it to something that's a, find a cheaper price for the thing that you're looking to buy. So, And then I want you to be saying, how can I afford that? And when you can afford that or you figure out you can afford it, then you're going to be successful because you're going to be able to buy the things or spend the money that you want to spend. Okay, point number six, which is kind of the most important, is deliberate practice. Now, I see a lot of people really paralyzed with their goals and they're trying to achieve things and they kind of won't start and they're worried about quality and that kind of stuff. Here's a really important lesson statement phrase from me. Anything worth doing, anything worth doing is worth doing poorly in the beginning. Anything worth doing, any meaningful work is worth doing poorly in the beginning, because the more you do it and the more you practice, the better you'll get. So anything worth doing is worth doing poorly in the beginning. So the correct statement there is, I, it's not I can't do this or I won't do this or it's not quality and I'm paralyzed. It's like, I can't do this yet. The wise words of Carol Dweck in her great book, Mindset, she talks about that great statement with students They were teaching primary school students um, and they were looking at the students that were successful and the students that weren't successful and the students that weren't success were successful had a statement as they, they all started at the same point learning something and the students that were successful were, I can't do this yet. So I want you to think about what's your deliberate practice. If there's something that you, if there's a goal that you've got, what reading are you doing around it? What learning are you doing around it? What people who have achieved that goal are you hanging around? That's your deliberate practice. What deliberate practice are you doing? I want to be the best I can be at leading this organization and growing this organization. I want to be the best I can be in terms of teaching you. So I constantly ask that question, how can I be more influential? I'm doing deliberate practice around that. I'm showing up every single week to do these live streams for you guys. I'm on my 20-mile march to keep doing this and figure out how I can be more influential and have more eyeballs on the content that we're producing. I haven't figured it out completely yet. So anything worth doing is worth doing poorly at first and, and think about that deliberate practice. So in the next seven days, what deliberate practice are you doing? 
What deliberate practice, what plan have you made to do some learning and development that's going to help you with one of those goals? So if there's a goal that you've got that you haven't achieved this year, maybe it's a health and fitness goal or a weight loss goal or a finances goal or it's an earning potential goal or it's an influence goal or a relationship goal, um, maybe it's a spiritual goal, maybe it's hobbies and interest areas, any of those goals, what deliberate practice, what deliberate learning have you got planned for the next seven days. So grab your calendar, whether you use a Google calendar, your diary, um, you know, maybe it's your, your smartphone, your iPhone, your Samsung, whatever you've got, have a think about setting the time aside for the learning that needs to be done, the research that needs to be done to figure out how to do it because you haven't figured it out yet. So those were my top tips. Let me quickly go over them again. Number one, in terms of helping you measure your success and achieve your success, number one was double your productivity. And number two was simplify. So stop doing things so you can double your productivity. Number three was personal planning. Number four was simplifying and working on your, focusing on your personal and family life because that is the foundation, that's the core. If that's right, everything else is really simple and really easy. Get that sorted. Um, maybe the five love languages by Gary Chapman is something that if you haven't read that yet, there's a great simple online test. It's a 10 minute online test. You could do that right now, straight after this video, open another tab on your browser, go into a Google search and find the five love languages test online uh, is absolutely excellent. Uh, number five, simplify your finances and set yourself a budget and ask yourself the question, how can I afford that? Stop saying that's, exp that's expensive. That's a no, no. It's that's more expensive. And that triggers you to go, okay, well, compared to what? Uh, number six, deliberate practice. What deliberate practice have you got planned for the next seven days? In thinking about the next 12 weeks, what does success look like? Think about the next 12 weeks. The next 12 weeks, really simply. In thinking about the next 12 weeks, what does success look like? In thinking about the last 12 weeks, what went wrong? In thinking about the last 12 weeks, what did you achieve? What went well and what did you achieve in the last 12 weeks? And can you keep repeating that? Okay, so um, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has, um, is, so Jer Jerry, absolutely, is this good value for money? Is this good value for money? What benefit am I looking to get out of this expenditure? So Jerry's made a really in interesting point. Uh, for those of you that are watching this recording after the live stream, we have our dashboard up here. We can, um, people making comments on LinkedIn and on YouTube, we're broadcasting live. So that's a great one. Is this good value for money? Is this going to bring me the benefit that I'm looking for? Forget the features. Yes, there might be specific features you're looking for, but you look for features in something because they give you a benefit. I've already talked about that a couple of times this morning. So we want to be focusing on the benefits. What's the benefit I'm looking for? Can I get that benefit in a different way? Can I get that benefit more cost effectively, that benefit that I'm looking for, that feeling I'm looking for or that specific you know, that benefit is going to give me, a, it's, they're all parts of the jigsaw puzzle as you put your life together. Okay, so how to measure success, start thinking about measuring yourself, give yourself a rating out of 10 on health and fitness, give yourself a rating out of 10 on your finances, give yourself a rating out of 10 on your family relationships, give yourself a rating out of 10 on your personal development that you're doing each week, your professional development that you're doing each week, give yourself a rating out of 10 on your hobbies and interest areas give yourself a rating out of 10 on how you're going with your career. And then you can start focusing on doing some deliberate practice around those areas. That's how you're going to help yourself measure your success and achieve your goals in 2021. Okay. Um, there's not too many questions. Everyone's a bit quiet on the live stream today. We just wanted to be quick and knock this one out for you guys. Uh, I hope you've really enjoyed it. There's going to be heaps more coming out from best practice. Uh, 
All of our marketing team are all back together, everyone helping here in the studio. We're kind of back into a routine now for 2020. We're going to get back into it doing heaps more content for you guys. I look forward to working with you in 2021. I hope you're really enjoying this. If there's specific content or topic you know that I can talk about that you'd like me to talk about in any of our videos, if you've got specific questions, you can always reach out to me directly on LinkedIn. If we're not connected or you're not following our LinkedIn program, search Kobe Simat on LinkedIn. You can always send me a direct message. I look forward to working with you on LinkedIn. So if you don't see us on link on Instagram, you're not following us on Instagram. If you don't see us on LinkedIn, if you don't see us on Facebook, if you don't see us on TikTok, then you'll definitely see us right here next time on YouTube on Best Practice TV. Bye for now. Thank you.